Our first topic today will be City Hall. So we'll go into the history, a little bit of design, and also some of the uses for the building. So first we'll start off with some of the history of City Hall. So the current building um, north of Churchill Square is not the first City Hall we've had, right, Linda? That's right. We've actually had four different buildings in our history that have been the home of civic government. So the first that we had was called the Civic Centre. And if you go to Fort Edmonton today, you can actually see a model of that first building where it was uh, set up for government of the town of Edmonton on the top floor and the fire department on the bottom floor. And apparently the story is that a lot of the councillors at that time were actually volunteer firefighters. So if there was a fire, they would stop their meeting, hop on a wagon and go put out a fire. And what years was this building active between? So the Civic Centre was active from 1893 to 1912. Why did it stop being active after that and what came after it? Right. So in 1912, the city of Edmonton and the city of Strathcona amalgamated. So we needed a larger building to hold the municipal government in. So that's when we built the civic block. And it actually was located right where the Windspear Centre is. It was used as a city hall for many years and it was used as a police station and then eventually torn down and that's where the Windspear sits today. And if you go um, in front of the Windspear, you can see some architectural relics. They've saved some chunks of the building that are on display in front of the Windspear Centre with a plaque uh, and also a photo of that building. And so when was that one used? That one was used from 1912 to 1957. And so what was next? <laughs> so the next is the City Hall, our third City Hall. And that building was built right on the spot where the present City Hall is. So the third City Hall was built in 1957. And it was quite a different looking building compared to the old one. Quite a, a lot of controversy about the building and some of the art that uh, was purchased in front of it. Again, in the little bit of research I did, I found that it was a modernist style building and people didn't really take to that. But I think if it was built today, it'd be more accepted almost. That's, That's exactly I... right. And so what was kind of special or different about this building? When people look at the pictures, they can see uh, the block in the front where the councillors used to have their offices, where the city council chambers was, and then many, many, many offices where the city workers would have their offices. So a lot of city workers were housed in the city hall. And many people remember in front of City Hall this sculpture called The Migrants. So that was a, a controversial piece of art that came that was supposed to represent some Canada geese. And the artist's idea was that people would leave Edmonton for some reason, but hopefully come back, migrate back to Edmonton. It was nicknamed actually the Spaghetti Tree. <laughs> people had given it that name because it kind of rather looks like that. So it was a neat fountain piece of art in front. And so do you know why there was so much controversy with this building? Was it just that people didn't like the way it looked or was there like monetary or? I'm not exactly sure. I, th I feel like it might have been monetary and change and something different. But um, when you look at uh, the transition of the different city halls that we've had, I think it's just a transition also in time, what people accept and understand. With the design of this one, I found again that it was um, a little bit more wedge-shaped, and we can actually see in the picture that Linda has here that it seems almost like there's an edge in the front, like it kind of is a triangular almost towards us. Mm -hmm. That's right. And something cool that um, I found out about it was that it had a rooftop cafeteria with a little bit of an undulating canopy on top of it, so that would actually be quite a cool little place to have lunch if you were still there. I would think so, and you'd be able to have a, a really interesting view of Churchill Square. It would have looked a lot different back then. What years was this one, our city hall? 1957 to 1989. Oh, and do you know why they decided to um, take this one down? 
I think it was a matter of changing and growing and um, having a different type of vision. So when this third city hall was torn down, it took them three years to build city hall number four. So for that chunk of time, I understand the mayor and the councillors had to meet in the basement of the art gallery and do their work there. So that must have been a, an awkward and yeah. <laughs> tricky thing to do. Yeah. And uh, so our, the city hall that we're in today was designed by Gene Dubb and uh, he, his vision uh, was to make this new city hall a people place. So Gene Dubb is a well-known city architect. Actually, as a young boy, had a paper route delivering paper in this neighborhood and served as a councillor himself at one time. So had uh, different perspectives on, on what he wanted this building to be and what he thought it could be. So maybe then, since we're talking about Gene Dub, we should go through the different design features with the City Hall, because there's a lot of things that in the city are recognizable as that City Hall, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things that Gene Dub has told my students is that he wanted the design for the building to be simple and iconic and something that a... Uh, grade one student could draw with the pyramid and the pillars in front and people would go, ah, that's City Hall. So instantly recognizable by its simplicity and by its uniqueness, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so he actually reused a lot of the materials from City Hall number three. So there was this burgundy granite that was on the front of the building and the sides, which he reused to make the six pillars in front of our current City Hall. There also was a white marble in front of the building, which he reused to make the floor of the city room. So when people walk into the city room, they can see these kind of stripes of marble and the, a rock that was from City Hall number three. Oh, and so now we're kind of getting into the different rooms. So maybe we should take a virtual tour through you almost sure. um, for people who aren't familiar with all the different rooms that are here, because there is a lot more than people think. So maybe starting outside there's before you even get into city hall mm -hmm. um there's things that change from city hall three to our current one right certainly yeah so i always talk to students that the building is a people place a welcoming place but so is our front yard so currently under construction but to be completed soon will be our front yard which is accessible throughout the different seasons so there's a wading pool fountain feature and in the winter it turns into a skating rink so this is a great gathering place for communities for neighborhoods for festivals for people to be at the civic plaza and what's great about the renovations is that it's going to be now a seamless transition from the civic plaza across the street to churchill square so instead of having a curb for people to have to navigate up and down it will, it will sort of extend out there and as you know there's lots of different festivals and things that happen on churchill square so the two will be much more united oh that's great so okay so now We've dipped our toes into the waiting mm -hmm. pool, and we're going to come inside. But wait, you should look up to see the Friendship Tower. Oh, yeah. Because in front of City Hall, there's this great big tall tower with a clock on it. And it's called the Friendship Tower because when they were building City Hall, there was a budget. I believe it was $50 million. And in the process of building, they realized they didn't have money to make this tower. And so when that was proposed to citizens, people started to donate money and a lot of money to build this tower. So there's 23 bells on top of it on a clock. And it, it chimes to tell us the time. And it's, a, again, another beautiful landmark. So we've seen the Friendship Tower, and now are we allowed inside? Yes, absolutely. So there's quite a few entrances to City Hall, and so when you walk in the front door, you'll see an information counter where we have some of the 311 staff that greet people and help them out. And on the opposite counter is a employment, a career center, so people can come and find out about working for the city, different jobs. Yeah, and so I did a little virtual tour before I came here on the City of Edmonton website, and I found out that the entrance area is called the arcade that's correct and 
I at first thought when I clicked on the arcade that there would be some secret like video game arcade here. <laughs> I know. The children are disappointed too when they see that. That's just the name they've given that long hallway that goes yeah. from one side to the other. Do you know any interesting things about the arcade though? Because I know there's a bunch of pillars and. Mm-hmm. Well, there it's it's actually a great uh, pedway for people going from the law courts across. But uh, the stone that's inside the hallways there is Tyndall stone from a place in Manitoba, and there are fossils in there. So uh, students like to stop and take a look at some of the fossils in there of evidence that was on Earth living before the dinosaurs. Really, that's really cool. Could you just walk around and find the fossils at kind of eye level? Even? Yeah, absolutely. There's some of them that have been touched so many times by kids <laughs> that they're kind of worn in certain areas. Oh, so, so you just, can see them from afar yeah, almost. Yeah, just look for those. <laughs> okay, and so we've gone through the arcade now, and there's the couple desks there. Does that room have a name too? In the front entrance way, just the newcomer's information desk is on yeah. one side and, and the career center on the other side. Then you walk through this hallway into the city room, and on your way into the city room, there's a plaque above the wall that says, look to the future, take pride in the past. The city hall is dedicated to that community spirit. And I feel like that's a really good motto for the building that um, the Maryland counselors that work here are continuing to look to the future and plan ahead for the future, but recognizing the past, recognizing the Treaty 6 land that we're on. Yeah. Yeah, we've gone through kind of the south lobby and now we're into the city room, is mm-hmm. that? Right. And that's the one that's probably most people would know, right? That's exactly. the big one. Yeah, it's it's that huge room that's underneath the great big glass pyramid and uh it's a, a beautiful room that doesn't need any light. There's so much light that comes in through the pyramid. So, uh, and a great space to be, um, great open space. I've been in there when it's been sunny and rainy and cloudy and even hailing one day. And uh, it's an amazing space to be in. So I found out a couple of interesting things for, like I'm, I like to geek out on this kind of stuff, but the way they can maintain the um, pyramid glass is through basically a replica of the Canada arm that they use on the space station just because it's such like a little almost awkward angle, but they can use that too. Mm-hmm. That's right. So with the outside of the pyramid, we talked to the students about the rain and the snow just kind of cleans that off. But there have been times when window washers have cleaned the outside. But if there's a problem with the inside of the pyramid, there is this thing called the Canada arm. And our electrician, Jen, she gets into the bucket and does up her safety straps and it can extend out to reach any pane of glass in the in the pyramid and also at the very very top of the pyramid there's a small motor which is heat sensors so if it gets really hot during the day that little window will slide open and to let air out so if there's something wrong with that motor she'd have to get in the Canada arm to get up to fix that motor so since we're talking about the pyramids maybe we should talk about because this is something I've always wondered like they look fantastic to me but I was wondering, well, why why pyramids? Mm-hmm. I was able to find uh, some pictures of Gene Dub's first uh, ideas or first models for City Hall. And he actually had an idea that City Hall would have these cone type of shapes on top of it. And I understand that the, the reasoning behind that would be to recognize Indigenous peoples and teepees. And when they were presented to the public, people were not really sure about that shape. They Some people thought they looked like dunce caps or weren't really sure. And so Gene Dub changed it from a cone to a pyramid. So it still is a little representational of a teepee. It also kind of looks like a mountain. And it it is a beautiful shape for sure. It's great. And like you said before, it lets in so much. Like City Hall is always nice and bright Mm -hmm. in the day. Yes. So City Hall actually has two pyramids on it. A lot of people think there's just one. But the, the big one on top of the city room and then a smaller one on top of council chambers. And they're often lit up at night. And so it makes that landmark even more recognizable during the day and night. Yeah. You talked about 
the council chambers there. So maybe that's the next room we should go to. Sure. So that's is that the one like the, if you went up those that grand staircase, mm-hmm. you'd go through the big doors and that would be the council chambers. Yeah. So that is called the grand staircase. And Mr. Dub's idea with the grand staircase was that that could be used as people could sit on there and watch a performance on the main floor or they could be on the main floor and something could happen on the grand staircase. So it's a, a beautiful space and room to be in. And an interesting thing about that room is that the walls are made out of maple wood. And because it's a large, big room with a hard floor and hard walls he's um, put little laser cuts in the walls which are artistic looking but also acoustic so they absorb some of the sound um, to make the room not so echoey and loud that's cool so we're heading up the stairs now yeah i was going to ask you because you said that there's performances have you ever seen any performances actually on the stairs there have been um not necessarily people performing on the stairs but the stairs go up halfway and then there's a bit of a, oh, a stage right. area so for example when police graduations happen or firefighter graduations they use the stairs and when the mayor and councillors are sworn in they're using that second level of the stairs there for everybody to be able to see what's going on and then for example uh, events like Canada Day or different festivals often the staircase is just full of people and then the performance is happening on the main floor so it's a really versatile room Let's say we've been now theoretically sworn in and we're allowed to go up the (laughs) second half of the stairs, right, into the room. Right. So the top of the stairs is council chambers, and that's where the mayor and the councillors do their work. I talked to the students about how complicated their work is, but basically their job is to listen, to learn, and to decide. And I think a lot of people might feel like that's not a room for them to be in, but it certainly is open to the public and a place where people can come and, and learn what's going on in their government and share their voice. Okay, so if you wanted to come down and attend one of the council meetings, mm-hmm. what, where would you go? Would you be able to sit? How many seats are there? Like, how would that work? Yeah, so there, there certainly is room in the seats. It's sort of a theater-style room, and I think that there's 200 uh, seats inside there. So um, looking in that room, you see the mayor and the councillors at the front and sort of an arch-shaped table, and behind them is the city clerk, sort of the referee of the meeting, the people in charge, and then city manager and other administration. There's often media at the meetings, which is interesting. So if you can't get to one of the meetings, you can learn about what's happening through the media. And uh, many of the meetings are live streamed, so there's a camera hanging from the roof, and people could watch the meeting at, at home if they're not able to make it to the meeting. Yeah, and I found that you can actually go right to edmonton.ca and they live stream right from there all of the meetings. So. Exactly, yeah. That's a good feature. So I think we should move on to our next room. Okay. The next one I have on the list is just the north lobby. And so that kind of leads out to the breezeway outside, but there's a couple pieces of artwork and stuff in there, right? Right. So again, another entrance that people come and go. And now, especially with our Royal Alberta Museum, a lot of people are parking in City Hall and going across to the museum and connecting that way. So there's a beautiful piece of art by, again, Glenn Gillette in the North Breezeway of these rainbow sort of swishes. And uh, it's neat to see his art also in the Citadel and at a few rec centers and also at the Royal Alec Hospital. So he's got a beautiful style of art and part of our City Hall art. If you're interested in looking that one up, as Linda said, it was made by Glenn Gwillette and it's called Farthest North. And from the little bit of research I did, the colors are to suggest the mood that reminds us of the landscape of Edmonton. And so you can definitely get very much a rainbow kind of color swishes and Mm -hmm. it flows nicely. And it's huge. It's quite big. 
I think that kind of um, goes through a majority of the main parts of City Hall. At least those are all the places that I've been in City Hall. But there is quite a few other rooms or just places in City Hall, right? Right. So also on the main floor, you'd find the Heritage Room. So the Heritage Room is a room that's often used by City Council, but not for profit. Groups can rent it and use it as well. And it's a beautiful room that's got some great art in it by Wendy Toogood, where her cloth art is representing the history of Edmonton. And would anyone be able to go in there if it wasn't open, like just to see the art? I don't think you could go in there just to see the art. But if you wanted to book yourself a tour of City Hall, get 10 or more people, you could have a a tour guide take you through City Hall and see all these buildings and get some more information. Then the other room that I found is the River Valley Room. Right. So that's on the opposite side of the building, the River Valley Room. And that's a meeting room that's used by council for executive meetings and smaller meetings. So council breaks into smaller groups to have meetings in there. And um, then the decisions that they make there are brought to the main council meetings. The only other thing I found on my virtual tour was the West Courtyard. And right. so what's out there? Well, it's interesting because, as I mentioned earlier, citizens uh, apparently were upset about money being spent on the migrants, that piece of art that was in front of City Hall Number 3. But when they tore down City Hall Number 3, there was an uprise from the community of, where is that migrants? Where is that sculpture? <laughs> so the spaghetti tree, or the migrants, has found a home now at our new City Hall. It's no longer a fountain, but it's uh, sitting on the west side there, and uh, it's a great memory's sake. So I noticed, um, before we get into the last room on the main floor here, I noticed on my way up actually from the parkade that there's actually three floors to City Hall. And I've never been on floors two or three. So what are on those floors? Right. So if you went to the second floor, that's where you'd find the mayor's office and the councillor's office. There's also a, a great panel that sort of shows the history of Edmonton, some panels along there that people could take a look at. And of course, the entrance to council chambers is on the second floor. If you continue up to the third floor, you find our city clerk's office and also the city manager's office. But in between them, there's a a whole bunch of pictures that people are able to come up to see as two of our halls of fame. And what halls of fame are here? So here in, in City Hall, we have the Sports Hall of Fame, and then we have the Community Hall of Fame. Sports are different athletes or managers or people that have made a difference in our city, and community is people that have done work through community service. So, for example, um, people that started up the food bank are on that wall, and um, the stallaries are on that wall. And so the last place on the tour that I have is down kind of where we are right now, because we're currently recording in... City Hall School, right? That's right. I'm really glad you could come to the classroom and see this space because uh, something that I'm really proud of and really um, happy that the program is has a presence within this beautiful building. So I noticed, though, that down here you have your own little wing, but there's also a little cafe right next to you. So is that also part of City Hall now? We're um, really glad that for the last more than 25 years, there's been a, a cafe in, in City Hall, and I'm happy that it's next to me. So it's called The Hallway Cafe and Takeaway, and it's a um, project run through E4C. So it's a social enterprise where they employ youth at risk and give them opportunities to work there. Well, that's really cool. And so this room that we're in right now, the City Hall School, in the virtual tour, it's called the Edmonton 2004 Room. And so I was wondering if you knew why it's called that. Like, was it just made in 2004? It was um, celebrating Edmonton as a 100 years. 
of us being a city. So that's what it was called that. And I'm happy now that we've changed the name to call it the City Hall School Classroom because uh, 2004 was a little confusing for people. They were looking for this room in between the 2003 and the 2005 room, <laughs> and they were thought maybe it was on the second floor. So I'm glad that the room is, is named for what it's used for. As I've been saying, I did a little virtual tour before I came, and you can just basically type that in on Google City Hall virtual tour, and you can come in or you can see all of the rooms that we've been talking about. It has all the artwork, but I think the best way to do it would just be to come down here, really. Absolutely. I think if, especially if people are down for something at the Winsbury or Citadel or downtown for a festival, to know that this is a people place and you're welcome to come in and uh, take a look. And so you said a little bit earlier that there was tours you could do. So is that an official tour that you can kind of sign up for here? Right. We have really great uh, tour guides here at City Hall that run tours for school groups or for um, newcomers from NorQuest, that sort of thing. Sometimes in the evening there's brownies or scouts that come for tours. But uh, an average citizen can just get 10 people together and, and phone and book a tour and have a chance to um, learn more about the building. And do you know uh, the approximate cost of doing that tour, just so that people are kind of prepared? I do know the cost. It's free. Oh, really? So that's great. Oh, there you go. So there's no excuse not to come Exactly. <laughs> the last question I have for you um, for kind of the design of City Hall is there's a lot of artwork in the building. There's ranging from kind of the large-scale pillars and the tower down to kind of little paintings on walls in the kind of the corners. Mm -hmm. So. I wanted to know your favorite piece of artwork in the City Hall building. Yeah, there's so much beautiful art. And uh, the City of Edmonton has a policy right now called Percent for Art. So when they build a new rec center or a new bridge or a new uh, transit station, 1% of the money from the project goes towards art. And so City Hall was the first building to have that utilized. And there's two beautiful pieces of art in the city room that are uh, right above the grand staircase that are huge, big two-story tall pieces of art that I feel like are, are my favorite. They're just striking. And can you describe them at all for us? Well, they're, they're quite abstract. Uh, one is called Promise of Dusk and Two Morning Light. And my students say that they look like um, sticky notes or a traffic jam from the top. So they, they are these abstract squares of bright, bright color that just uh, radiate. They're, they're really beautiful. So the next topic I want to talk about with City Hall is the different uses for the building because i'm sure everyone knows that well the mayor and the council they have their meetings and make civic decisions here but that's not the only thing that goes on in city hall right no it's it's booked for all sorts of different events it's um, quite a busy building so there there as i mentioned earlier there would be police and firefighter graduations that happen in here there's all sorts of festivals that happen in here different cultural groups can rent and use the city room for different events so i'm fortunate to work here and see different not-for-profit groups different charity groups different people that are passionate about different things some hold their events in the city room there's also a variety of things happening in here for example there's piano recitals that happen in here or you might come by one night and there'll be a indigenous gathering and a round dance that's going on or there'll be a group that are gathering to talk about social causes that are really important to them there'll be a, a different cultural group that's here having a festival and is celebrating so there's always something going on in the building and it's um, a lovely mosaic of what our community is made up of yeah and it really just goes to like this building's always busy isn't it it is it's a great place it's bu a busy place a people yeah. place yeah <laughs> just like gene dub wanted to be right exactly 
I think we've done a really good dive into City Hall, the building. And so we're going to take a quick ad break, but then we'll come back with what Linda does here. And that's City Hall School and everything that goes along with it. 